Hello and welcome to Wrestling Newspaper FM. I am your host, Daniel. Today, I am joined by Danny. Danny, it is the morning after England got knocked out of the Mickey Mouse Cup. How are you feeling this morning? Well, one, I'm a little bit surprised because normally you count us into the podcast, one, two, three. So it took me by a bit of a surprise, but I'm okay. Um, I, I'm, I'm not okay. It was it was bloody awful. Um, I really wanted to win that tournament. We were in the semi-final, and for whatever reason, Gareth Southgate decides to play none of the players from the Champions League. Um, Koeman didn't. He, uh, he put Virgil van Dijk in there. I'm really annoyed. Um, I stayed up. Till three o'clock in the morning, and I got drunk, and then I got up at half six to record this. <laughs> you crazy! Three a.m. Yeah, um, I, I have no lager left or brandy. Fair enough. So, Danny, Danny, it's been there's been so many wrestling shows. I know you all had to you had to catch up on it all yesterday because I can't think what was you doing at the weekend. Oh, this, that, and the other. No, um, there was a. We've had, I've got a lot going on generally at the moment. Um, so uh, another another interview um, I had yesterday for for a, for a new job. So um, I'm just really really busy at the moment. So it's it's taken me a while. I'm watching the um, watching NXT and watching um, Best of the Super Juniors. It actually really made me realise that uh, that I should be uh, I should be. Invest in a lot more time in wrestling. A couple of really good shows. Yeah, well, I don't, busy man, busy man. I'm pretty sure you were absolutely smashed off your face Saturday night after watching. Well, you didn't watch anything. We won't talk about what you watched on Saturday night. So um, no, fo- no football happened on Saturday. Um, football's finished how, anyway. Thank God. How are you? How's things with yourself? Me, I'm fine. I'm fine. But I just looked at my phone, Danny. From about 11am onwards, it is just heavy rain where I live. So I'm going to get absolutely soaked. It says the same here, but the sun's really shining. Um, Just to let you know as well, um, I often refer to you as Preston, Dan, to uh, uh, take any confusion out. Uh, And my mate David, who I've been talking to you about, um, has since been calling you Blackpool, Dan, since he found out you moved to uh, to Lytham. So there we go. All right, well, that's nice, isn't it? Blackpool, Dan, oh, my God. Oh, my God, listen to this. I would just think, You just mentioned Lytham, yeah? Right, so I'm driving through Lytham the other day, right? So I'm coming out of a garage, right? So I was in a bad mood because it had just gone from being sunny to really, like, wet weather, yeah? Yeah. So I look, and I can see this guy coming on the other side of the roundabout. Uh, it was like a black car, and he had he had four red flags sticking out of his car. Do you know what I'm going to say? Go on. So in the middle of Livam, some guy had Liverpool flags sticking out of his car. Seriously, I was, I've not told you about this. Yeah. So I pumped and he looked up, caught his eyes and gave him the Vs. I was buzzing with myself. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 to be fair, he, I thought he was going to be a dick, but he didn't look like a dick. So when I'd done it, I thought, oh, oh I don't know if I, I feel a bit bad now. But then I realised he lived in Lytham, so he must have been a stuck up bastard. Um, right. <laughs> And as he's walking past, he's thinking, my fucking window cleaner's just give me the visa. <laughs> <laughs> well, he should have them flags up seriously. Lytham to Liverpool is a long swim across that. 
Right, so let's get into wrestling, Danny. Let's get into wrestling. So the big talking points, really, I'm not really too into talking about WWE this week. I suppose we'll have to with Saudi Arabia. But let's talk about NXT. Let's talk about the best of the Super Juniors. The headlines are Will Ospreay beats Shingo Takagi to become the best of the Super Juniors winner. It's what, 26? He will take on Dragon Lee at Dominion on Sunday. Osprey beat Shingo in a all-time classic match. Um, other notifiers, John Moxley won the IWGP United States Championship um, by beating Juice Robinson. But Danny, I did a show, um, a pretty bad show, I thought, a solo show, um, talking about... The best of the Super Juniors final three matches. So I'm just going to give this time for you to talk about your thoughts on the matches. I know we have varying opinions on the Osprey match. So I'm going to let you talk. I'm not going to respond or give my opinion on it. I'm just going to say um, I thought it was an all-time classic match. I've seen everyone say the same thing everywhere that I've gone. Your mate Dave Meltzer gave it five and three quarter stars, labelling it the fourth, fifth best match of all time. But Danny... Talk to us about those matches. I reckon you might have enjoyed Tanahashi JY. feel like that could be up your street. Anyway, go on, Danny. Right. In terms of Osprey versus, um, versus, I was going to say Dragon Lee then, but I actually mean uh, it's, it's Shingo. It, it was probably the best junior match I've seen in a long time. Um, maybe the last 15, 20 years. Um I really enjoyed the match. Um, it, back and forth, really good storytelling. Uh, a lot of emotion in the match. Um, it was absolutely spot on. I, I, I can't criticise it in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> you little bastard! <laughs> right. So, ladies and gentlemen, before this show, right. I wake up, I'm in a good mood, yeah, I thought, I've been harping on to Danny, the little prick, for about two days about this match, two days said you've got to watch this Shingo Osprey match, I've been trying not to tell him the card for Dominion, because I thought it might spoil the match, so this morning, I plugged the mic in, do you know what I mean, I'm in a good mood, Danny goes, <laughs> can't believe that match, it was awful, and I thought, oh my god, he's actually being serious, thought he was joking at first, and he has completely stitched me up and convinced me that he didn't like the match. He put me in a bad mood. I'm not joking. When I came on there, I was ready to say, well, I don't want to talk about anything. We'll just talk about nothing. Seeing, seeing you clearly don't have a clue what you're going on about. We'll just preview Saudi mania. Seeing you appeared to be a sports entertainment enthusiast with your views there. But Danny, go on. You talk about this match after you put me in a bad mood. Take everyone down it with was, you for shitty England of shit. It was it was a really good match. I mean, Rick. joking aside, I thought I, I was a bit drunk and I thought he's, he's ignoring me, um, probably because you were asleep. So I yeah. thought it was, it was the best. It was probably the best way to wind it up. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I, I'll I'll take exception with one or two things. It, it's certainly not um, one of the top five matches. Um, in their wrestling history, it was excellent. It was very, very good from my point of view. It's it, it certainly wasn't up there. It wasn't a Kenny Okada for me. It wasn't a Flair Steamboat. Um, Flair Steamboat. But, it's better than that shite. But it was very good. Um, you know, so I could I could understand why. Job, by the way. Uh, yeah, no, no. I, I could understand why everyone loves it so much. Um, Jay White versus um, 
versus himself, um, Tamahashi. What, what, what did you think? This is a bit of a weird one for me. What did you think on the match? I really liked it, right? Yeah. I, right, because obviously we'll talk about Osprey. You're saying the Osprey Shingo match, yeah? Bear in mm. mind, I just the latest wrestling I'd watched before this show, yeah, was NXT TakeOver, right? And I know, I know people love TakeOver, yeah, right? I think the matches are great, but what annoys me is I feel like in these TakeOver matches, everyone, which you could say is a good thing, is going out there to have the most amazing match in history. The matches that really just need to be 10 minutes, they don't need 25 kicker finisher kickouts. Yeah, they go like that. So to see a Tanahashi J White match, which isn't based around finisher kickouts, it was based around story. The whole match was basically yeah. about is Tanahashi's elbow going to hold up? And basically, Jay White being a dick by getting Gaydor to help him. So, it was a nice relief having a story-based match. It probably wasn't the best match in terms of, oh, like... Do you know what I mean? If you showed this match to a casual, they wouldn't be like, oh, my God, that is amazing. But yeah. I enjoyed the story of it. I've got to be honest with you. I, I, I was sitting there looking at the match, and I'm thinking, this is clunky as fuck. But it, it didn't, I didn't negate from the actual story of the match. So I thought to myself, okay, well, there was a few little bits and bobs there that that, that, that did look a bit rough, but it, it fitted well into the story of the match. The the fact, and, and this is another thing that we go to, looking at the differences between New Japan and NXT, the actual presentations of the two of them. New Japan, it, it, it's got a look of more legitimacy whilst looking at NXT, which is having some fabulous matches as well. But because it's that well-produced and it looks so slick and the way they set the stage up and the ring up and the lighting, it, it looks like it should be a pro wrestling um, show. Do you know what I mean? Whereas that looks like the New Japan show, if you look at it, it looks like it could be a kickboxing ring, it could be a, a boxing ring. If it's, you know, it... it I think it, it looks... Um, it, it looks... It's more gritty in the way that WCW used to a lot a number of years ago. But that's my view on it anyway. Yeah. So, so this new Japan, so I, I, you thought Tanahashi J. White was good, bad? Yeah. No, I, I thought it was a really good match and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, yeah. I, I think I'll probably just leave it. As I say, I think it was clunky in spaces, but I think that added, it added to it rather than took away from it, which was quite weird. Yeah, well, it the, this match, I think it's their fifth or sixth match. So it's just, I like how they'll have a match and then they'll go back to it four months later. It's just like another layer to the yeah. story. Um, I like the fact that Jay White won. I thought after losing to Okada, he'd not really had a big win for a while. Um, it, it leaves the opportunity to tell the story in the G1 of, oh, is Tanahashi done? Is it a year too far for him? Is his elbow going to hold up? You know, every Tanahashi match in the yeah. G1 is going to involve something to do with his elbow. Um, so they can tell a, a tournament-long story with that, which they probably will, because New Japan are like that. But yeah, I thought I, thought I enjoyed this match. To, to me, the match was just about, let's tell the story of, will Tanahashi's elbow hold up? There's your finish. Go and do what you want in between. Um, I enjoyed it more so than their other matches that I've seen, if I'm honest. But... Um, right, so next we had John Moxley debuting against Juice Robinson. I'm going to just quickly start by Danny saying 
Juice Robinson was unique with his hair like that, and now he just looks like any other guy. Mm. I'm, I'm, it didn't really bother. It bothered me one way or the other. To be honest with you, it doesn't. I think he, he looks. He, he looks more like a wrestler now. Um, and when he come in the ring and you know showed that he didn't have his his dreads in anymore, and and the crowd. I was like, oh, and I'm just like, it, it, it's his fucking hair. Um, it, it didn't really bother me one way or another. So uh, I haven't really got a view on him, mate. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I suppose really I'm talking to the wrong person with your hairstyle. You're not really going to have much of a view on hair. Um, <laughs> I wish I could see your face right now. Um, yeah, but it, obviously it had an effect on the crowd. You'd be lucky if you can see me fist coming at you next time I see you. All right, says the guy who tried stitching me up by telling me that the match that I've loved all week wasn't very good. And then it was a pure spot fest. We actually had a five-minute conversation about this match, by the way, which we could have used to record. But, yeah. But, I don't know, Danny, right? I think that what we'll do, I think that Juice will beat Moxley for the belt again. You know what? In saying Moxley's last match yeah, in New Japan, say just before AEW starts, I think that they might give him the title back. Um, so, I think it would have been more effective. Say, like... John Moxley would have lost this match. I mean, Juice would have lost this match, yeah, to John Moxley. And then in the rematch, he could have done this whole thing with, with his hair where I'm not messing about anymore. I'm being serious. And then he wins the match. So that, to be like, right, I'm being serious. No more messing about. And then to lose the match. But in Gado, we trust. Yeah. You're right in what you're saying, mate. It, it does sound like it's going to make more sense. However, uh, as you say, you've got to let the story play out to a certain degree, haven't you? Yeah. What did you think of John Moxley's new look? Um, well, this is something I was going to bring up. I absolutely loved the new look. Um, wearing collegiate wrestling boots, um, just his knee pads and black trunks. Um, remember one of the things he always used to say about Tyson back in the day when he when he was when he was killing people. Um, he just he he'd come in with a simple black robe, black shorts, and black boots. And there was nothing flash about him at this time. And Ambrose come in and done the same. And when I was watching him yesterday, uh, from the best Super Junior show, he didn't to me look like the lunatic fringe or the, the, the deathmatch guy from CZW or any of these things. He looked like um, a, a, a strong style or a shoot style pro wrestler. That's how he looked, and his style started to adapt to that in the ring as well, I thought. Some of the clotheslines that he was throwing were absolutely fantastic. Um, his it, it, it really did feel like, to a great degree, he'd been unleashed again. I enjoyed the match. I thought it was, um, it was bitty. There was, there was moments for where three or four minutes I'd drop out of the match because... It wasn't keeping me interested. However, I think that was more to do with the chemistry between Robinson and Moxley. They haven't faced each other for a number of years since they were in NXT. Um, so maybe it was that. Um, but for the whole, again, I really, really enjoyed this match. Do you know what I think it could be? Well, right? I'm not going to joke. Sometimes when I watch matches, yeah, from New Japan, it's early in the day. 
right? So yeah. I don't struggle to keep my attention, but like, I don't know. Sometimes I'll, fit, like you said, fade in and out of matches. I remember watching the Moxley match thinking, wow, I literally could tell you everything that happened in this match. And you, did you know the result before you watched it? I did, yeah. Um, it was one of the one of the only results that I actually knew. Um, because um, my stupid friend spoiled it for me. But, it, yeah. It is annoying when that happens, isn't it? So I really think it can affect your enjoyment of a match when you know who wins it. Oh, I, I hate it, I hate it. That That's why I try to watch everything live. But... Mm. Obviously, you was in an interview, but yeah, I thought it, it was. It was. A, I really love this match, and I don't really like those sort of matches. I, I, I know. I don't really like the fact that he was trying to get blood the hard way. You know, if you're just punching him straight in his eye and yeah. then biting him. But hey, that's what they want to do. But yeah, it was. It, it was a really good match. I'll um, tell you what, as well, the juice actually put him through a table as well with a power bomb, didn't he? Not, not a lot of. Uh, Japanese tables give up to a powerbomb. Yeah. Well, it, it was like the third time of trying as well, weren't it? it well, it was the first time on the powerbomb, I think, wasn't it? It was uh, they tried in the corner twice. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I, what I did like as well, I love the fact that he kicked out of two dirty deeds, yeah? Mm. And then he used a different finisher. So it was sort of like saying, yeah. right this finisher that works in WWE for a three count almost every time, it isn't going to quite cut it out here. So this is my new finisher. Goodbye, Dirty Deeds. Welcome to the Death Rider. Because mm. Kevin Kelly's so good on commentary, by the way. He's so good in these matches. Yeah, he, he is. I mean, yeah. I think the best out there at the moment is Moronello. Um, um, oh, dude, Danny, Danny, we're going to disagree here. Mauro Ranello, he... Uh, right, New Japan, we'll talk about this. Actually, I tell you what, we'll talk about the rest of this first. Yeah, I want to get into this Mauro Ranello thing with you when we talk about TakeOver. So, yeah, so Moxley wins the IWGP US Championship. Really good match. Do you think Moxley's going to be in the G1, Danny? No, no, I don't. Um, I, I'm just. I think he's going to be a um, a star attraction rather than somebody who's going to be on tour. Do you know see, what I mean? See, I think he's going to be in the G1. He keeps releasing dates, yeah, and none of them are during the G1. Mm. It just seems a bit suspect. And he said that he wants to do something that completely tests him. Um, I can't think of what podcast it was on. It might have been the Wade Keller one. Um, but I know what you mean. I think it would make more sense for him to be the star attraction because if, you fa- if you're in the G1, you've already had all these so-called dream matches that you want to try and sell. But I think Moxley himself might want to do it. But we will we will see. Yeah, I, I, could, I could imagine him wanting to do it. Yeah. So, right. So the main event, Danny, I know you touched on it. Osprey, Osprey beats Shingo Takagi. Um, what are your thoughts on Osprey winning? I, I, I myself sort of wanted Shingo to win and Osprey, Osprey to move up, but the promo after the match from Osprey sort of, do you know what I mean? I, I was quite happy with it. I think I really, really believe with Osprey, they're going to try and make him sort of like the next Kenny Omega. Um, I think he's going to be taking the spot maybe they had planned for JY eventually. This guy is amazing. Some of the, I know you've not watched a lot of the best of the Super Juniors, Danny. He's had 10 matches 
And all ten of them have been absolutely fantastic. Even even got a great match out of Dookie. But <laughs> I just well, uh, this match, the atmosphere in the main event. I know, like you say, you didn't think it was one of the best matches you've ever seen. I, I do. I can't name. I can name Omega Okada, the first one and the last one, because I wasn't really a fan of the second one. No, um, it was the, it was the worst of the three. Um, the. Uh, Last year's Best of the Super Juniors final was Ishimori against Hiromu. I love that match. For me, it, I can't think of a better match from this year, put it that way. It was better than Tanahashi v Omega from Wrestle Kingdom. It was better than Okada J. White that we was at. Um, I'm trying to think of it. It was better than A-Kid versus Will Ospreay. Um, definitely, we will agree on that. It was definitely better than both overrated Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano matches. Um, yeah, it's it's for me. It is the match yeah. of the year. Uh, I mean, it is subjective, isn't it? We all have our different matches. We love them for different reasons. Um, for me, it was probably on par with the likes of um, Gargano versus Page. Um, it, it, that, but that's just the way I felt about it. And I mean. <laughs> It, it was great the way they built up, they, they built it up to the final in terms of uh, Shingo not being pinned or being submitted, um, and it finally gets done by Will Ospreay in the best Super Juniors final. Um, they've seen a legitimate star in Will Ospreay, and it's something that we've we've seen. I mean, he we were talking about a slightly different issue the other day, and he's been the star of the British wrestling scene. Or the up, first of all, the up and comer. But he's always had the spotlight on him since he was 15, 16, when it was uh, Lucha Britannia. Um, he was being talked about. Uh, I remember reading an article about him when, when he was uh, he was either 15 or 16 in um, Power Slam. And to have this amount of attention on you for so many years, he's he, he is a, a legitimate star. He's going to be. He's probably going to go down in history as the best wrestler to ever come out of Britain or the most famous. Um, the announcement made after the match is that he's moving to Japan. Seems like a sensible move. Um, he's going to be putting a lot more, investing a lot more of his time in New Japan. They're going to, the, the company are going to push him and he's going to push himself. So I think it's the ideal situation. Yeah, he's the best pro wrestler in the world for me right now. You, you, if there's one wrestler you watch, you know you're going to get to see a great match. It's Osprey. That's, it, that's true. That's true. It, I can't I, argue with you. I think I know. Like Okada is Okada. I love Okada. I think Osprey's sort of just overtaken him in terms of, in terms of solely on this year he has anyway. Obviously Okada's a different type of worker, but mm. I, I just can't wait, Danny, to see all these matches with Osprey. You know what I mean? Against the heavyweights, some yeah. of the matches like it's pretty much. I don't know. From what I've been reading, it's pretty much confirmed. That's what the news outlets are saying that Osprey is going to be in the G one. Oh, um, this 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 was my next question to you. Uh, after seeing him win the Best of the Super Juniors, is the possibility that we could see Will Osprey win the uh, Best of the Super Juniors and, and the G one um, for the first the first person to ever do it? Don't. Mm. So what? So you'd be going with all Carter Osprey at Wrestle? I'm. I don't. <laughs> what, what, You're struggling. You're actually wrestling with this internally, aren't you? I think, although I love him to bits, I think he's great. I think you tell a better story 
by having this is what I do and having get maybe I don't know maybe to maybe to the final four or whatever the, do you know what I mean like the semi-finals whatever the last yeah. night or whatever have him and Ibushi say or him and Naito it may be him and Ibushi because they have like obviously a bit of history um, and maybe even a Carter I don't know but anyway and have him lose have him lose in the semi-final or whatever mm. yeah and then come back next year and win it. Do you know what I mean? There's no need to rush this. Do you know no. what I mean? I, I think you just have him have a really good showing in this year's G1, and then he can do what he wants with the... He said he still wants to like make the junior title, so he can still have all these matches with the junior title. He's got rematches with Shingo. He might be able to help, say, a show. Do you know what I mean? If they can have a few matches against him... Um, obviously they're going to go with Hir- I think you do Hiromu against Osprey at Wrestle Kingdom for the yeah. belt and have Hiromu win the belt and then Osprey makes the complete transition to heavyweight then you can do all that with him at a further point but yeah I-, I tell you what Danny I hope they do at Royal Quest I think the match they should do is definitely Osprey against Sabre no we've seen it that many times um they probably will do something along those lines. Um, I would personally hope not. As good as, good as a match as it be, it's just a, we, we, we've seen it. You know what I mean? From most of the people who are going to be going to that event are going to be watching the British wrestling scene for years. So but to see it on a big stage for people, I have seen it. I would, I would, I would prefer to see to see both of them um, wrestle somebody else. No, fair enough. Um, but I understand, I understand where you're coming from, though. Yeah, so I think that's pretty much everything. I tell you what, I want to, I want to say this. I want to say this. I want to ask you this question, right? So you've got a Will Ospreay, Danny, right? Who in, I don't know, say, I know like he's always been great, but say in the last two years, if you look at the where Ospreay's gone now to where he was two years ago, there is a massive difference in there in him. Yeah, um, and what he's doing is he's still performing at the highest level, uh, whichever company he's working in or whatever building he's working in, but he is just advancing that level. So he, I don't think Will Ospreay is the kind of person you're going to see in WWE from a personal point of view, um, not for many years at least. I think he's, he wants to be in New Japan. He wants to be a, uh, the biggest star in New Japan. He wants to be the. He wants to take the company on his back, as he says, and take it worldwide. So I don't. I can't see him going elsewhere unless there's a co-promotion deal. I mean, I know his his girlfriend's working for um, for AEW, but he seems to be legitimately in love with New Japan um, and the product there. So I, I actually can't see him going anywhere else, but by making it big in New Japan. Yeah, I think it. I think he'll go somewhere else about five years. I don't think it'll be any time soon. No, no. It's the sort of thing when you've done everything you can in Japan. But what I wanted to say, Danny, is so two years ago, Osprey, he was like one of the top UK guys, yeah, right? So you look at his transition these last two years. He's gone from like what people accuse him of being a complete spot monkey now do you know what I mean? Now he's just brought everything into his game. Everything. He's selling. How people complain about his selling, it is world class at see, this moment I, time. I, I totally agree with you. Absolutely agree with you. I remember people saying when, when he had that match with Ricochet and the uh, best of the Super Juniors, 
and it, it blew up online. And I remember people were talking about his selling then. And I'm thinking to myself, the guy is literally, when he's getting kicked, he's screaming in pain and shouting, motherfucker, when he's getting hit. You know, you, this, how can you say he's not selling when, when he's being hit? He's not, not even making a facial, he's actually screaming in pain. Right, so now for the third time, I'm going to attempt to tell, ask you my question, right? Okay. <laughs> right, so Osprey, for the last two years, has completely transformed himself, yeah, into a, into what, the best wrestler in the world, right? Two years ago, who were the most talked about UK prospects? Osprey, Pete Dunne, and Tyler Bay, yeah? You had Tyler Bay and Will Osprey, Tyler Bay and Pete Dunne, yeah, who I like, Yeah. Yeah. They had that match. It was over two years ago, that match, that they had in Chicago that, like you say, maybe on the level of Osprey, Ricochet, maybe even higher, blew up. Yeah? They've been in the WWE system for two years. What have they really done it in the last two years, Danny? They've gone they've gone backwards, if anything. I have not seen a better Pete Dunne match, and I have not seen a better Tyler Bate match than the match they had two years ago. They were in the WWE system way of... Do you know what I mean? Of training, of learning how to do matches. And they're not, they, they should have been, not in WWE, they should have been out there doing what they've been doing. Imagine how much Pete Dunne would have improved if he'd have been in New Japan. Do you know what I mean? Instead, they've been in WWE. And really, for me, it's been two years wasted. I can pro- How many Pete Dunne matches has there been in the last 18 months? 10? 15? Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I, I, can you name many Pete Dunne matches? Pete Dunne was the hottest UK star. And now you look at him, he's still hot, obviously, to all the NXT UK weirdos, right? But, sorry if you watch NXT UK, you're not a weirdo. you just strange. Right, so Pete Dunne, what is he doing? He had a match with Joe Coffey, yeah? Yeah, he was in that shit War Games match that was overrated. Do you know what I mean? What? I don't know. It's just the WWE don't give a shit about these UK talents. They do not give a shit. They just want to stop them from going somewhere else. Whereas you think that some of the guys, how much they would have improved by being out there. I know most of them wrestle a lot, but taking them off indie shows and stuff, it doesn't do them any good. Tyler Bates, what, 21, 22? Yeah? Yeah. And he, he, doesn't wrestle, he, doesn't, he should be out there three. I know like they started when they were young. They should be out there three to four times a week. They should be going on, going on tours of Japan. Do you know what I mean? Not just sat there. I don't know, wearing stupid headbands, walking around the gym and around wrestling shows, watching him like a dickhead. But, yeah. No, it's hard, it's hard to disagree with you, Dan. Um, I, I, I would imagine that if Pete Dunne specifically, um, if, I, I mean, most of his matches are Tyler Bates, most of his better matches over the course of the last two years have come in progress, not NXT UK or WWE. Um, so as as I say, it's it's really hard to uh, to argue with you. If Pete Dunne had gone to uh, to New Japan, um, would he have been become this rocket and star? I don't think he'd he'd have become the star that Will Ospreay is because um, I think Ospreay's got many more years on him in the ring. Um, and many more years in the in the main events section of that. So, but he, he's to certainly he certainly could have been improved upon. I think it's a really good point you've made, mate. 
Yeah. I, I was just messaging Neil about I was watching that. Obviously, I've watched Will Ospreay has had more good matches in the last three weeks than Will Ospreay and Tyler Bate combined. Then Will Ospreay, then Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate combined in the last two years because he got the opportunity to. But anyway, whatever. So, Danny, Dominion, Sunday, are you watching it? Uh, I am, I am. Um, I probably won't be watching it live, but yes, I'll be definitely be watching it on Sunday. You won't be watching it live. I wonder what time it starts. I just, I don't, I hate when I listen to a podcast and I can hear people's keyboards going away like the clappers. It really does annoy me. Um, right, so the bell, oh, the bell is four o'clock. Just, just so people know, I'm being a complete hypocrite now because I'm typing. The bell is four <laughs> o'clock on Sunday, Osaka time, UK. 4 p.m. Right, let's see. So 4 p.m. Oh, for God's sake. Sometimes, although I get up at like six or seven, I like to have a few hours, you know, before I actually. Yeah. Oh, soccer. 4 p.m. in UK. Right. So uh, no, it's eight o'clock. So it's not. Hey, actually... so it's not too bad. 8am, that's decent actually, I can watch the 4 hour show and it doesn't really affect my day, so Danny, the card the card for Dominion, how come you not watched it live please tell me you've not got an interview at 8am on a Sunday are you, are you nursing your hangover from Saturday no, no, I'm, uh, I'm actually out meeting, uh, meeting family for breakfast so uh, they're, not, they're not up here that often, so they're making a flying visit on the way to the Lake District so we're going to have breakfast with them Ugh, flipping it. If that were me, I'd be ducking that. Neil, you're Neil not, messaged you're, me. You're not a nice person, though. We, we, we do forget this. Neil messaged me. He's like, oh, I'm uh, I'm in Blackpool on Friday. Um, see me, see my dad. Um, I'm up here for the weekend. Do you uh, do you fancy like meeting up for some food? Obviously, Neil's like one of our good mates. Not seen him since WrestleMania. <laughs> I said, uh, sorry, mate, I can't. I'm busy. He was like, why? What are you doing? I said, well, uh, Saudi mania's on at seven <laughs> o'clock on Friday night. <laughs> what? He, he was like alright fine fuck you then but if he thinks I'm missing I don't even like WWE at the moment but I like watching the shows well I, you know, I don't but still do you know I, I had um, I had an invitation to go tonight I'm just trying to remember who asked me oh it's one of the yeah, um, I'm thinking to myself I wonder if it's somebody who, who listens to this but it isn't it's, um, it's one of my mates um, and it, I said, oh, we're going out for a few pints tonight. And I just thought to myself, seven o'clock, I'm 38, I'll be 38 in a couple of weeks. I just, I, I don't want to be going out drinking on a Friday night. I want to be sat home with me, human rights violating Saudi, Saudi Arabian pay, pay-per-view and just chill out. Yeah, so I don't, yeah. I want to be sat at home messaging you angry about what's going on. I want to be white. Oh, don't be angry, man. Uh, no, I, I won't be angry. I'll be I'll be on Twitter saying, "Oh, what another great match from WWE, winding up all these WWE marks." Um, no, I'm joking. Right, so Saudi Mania is tonight. For anyone listening, there's not much point in doing a preview of Saudi Mania because, well, it, it, by the time you listen to this, it will probably have already happened. Um, I will be back on Monday doing a review of Saudi Mania and Dominion. Um, Danny, if you're more than welcome to join me, if you are not on a family, yeah, um, right? So, the Dominion Hopefully. cards, let's get into the Dominion, right? So, obviously, we know the big matches Okada defends against Chris Jericho, Ibushi defends against Naito, Dragon Lee defending his title against Will Ospreay. They are three 
huge matches, potentially match of the year candidates. I'm sure they will all deliver. Um, other matches announced, Taichi versus Ishii for the Never title. Uh, G.O.D. versus Evil and Sonata for the tag titles. I feel like that match happens every week. Every um, week. Every time. Then we've got two singles matches that got added, Danny, which I'm quite interested in. Moxley. One of the, this is the one that really interests me. Which one? The one that you're just about to say now. John Moxley versus Shota Umino. Yeah. Um, a bit of a strange match, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll just be, you know I mean, the fans love the young boys or whatever. Moxley will go out there, he'll just demolish him. Brock Lesnar style in about four or five minutes, just get Moxley over even more so than he is, heading yeah. into what hopefully is a G1 run. Um, but yeah, I think that's... I, that's When I seen this match announced, Danny, that was when I thought, right, he's in the G1. It just mm. seems a bit like... I don't, do you know what I mean? Like, why? Why would he be on this? Just against Shorter. But um, yeah, Shorter Umino is great. So it, I'd actually like them to go out there and have like a 10-minute match. But whether or not they will, we will see. And then we've got Kojima against Takagi. That should be good. It's probably on the card just to get Shingo a big win. I'd love to see Shingo in the G1 as well, but obviously he's a junior. But I would be a big fan. He's, of he's, he's, he's a big junior, isn't he? Yeah, but I'm saying they class him as a junior. But maybe yeah. maybe losing this, losing that match might be the end of his junior Apple. run. Yeah, maybe so. Beating Kojima. Yeah, I'd like to see, I'd like to see can imagine out of Takagi, Osprey and Moxley, if we can get two of those in the G one, I'll be happy. Because we need something. So we've we've lost Os- we've lost Omega. Um and then obviously oh you have evil Sonada in there every year. I, I could I could pass on those two. I know they'll be in there, but I don't know. I don't. I, I, they just don't. Sonata for me. Uh, anyway, that's for another day. Uh, we've got Liger and Yoshihashi versus Suzuki and Saber. That should be interesting. They are building the Liger Suzuki storyline up even more. And then we've got Tanahashi, Juice Robinson, Taguchi versus Jay White, Chase Owens, and Ishimori. I'm guessing Chase Owens takes the pin in that match. <laughs> yeah. So. I I can't disagree on that one. <laughs> it is a great card, that though, isn't it? That card it, is amazing. You know what? It looks amazing, and it, I'll be honest with you as well. It looks very un-Japan like, and un-New Japan like, should I say? Um, only two tag team matches, only one six-man tag match. Um, sorry, there's three tag team matches. I do apologise, but one of them's for the title. Um, so it's not the usual um, build-up of tag match after tag match after five-person tag match. So, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. Always love a good title match. Um, and there's, well, five on the show there. So, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, I mean, I, I looking at the big matches, I think, uh, surely Ibushi can't beat Naito for what would be a third time in a row. I, I feel like Naito might be winning that match, but he could be wrong. Okada, Jericho, everyone's saying Okada's going to win that. But can you imagine if they actually just swerved you and put the belt on Jericho? Don't yeah, I mean, will, but. No, I don't think we both, you know. But this is the thing. We, 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 you never know with, with New Japan and the booking is so good that an erratic, what might be thought of as an erratic switch is actually 
when you look back on it and you let the storyline play out, you think that's exactly why they've done it. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll we'll see what what comes of it. Um, the match I'm really looking forward to is the Dragon Lee Will Osprey match. I think it's it, it, it's the standout of the card to me. Um, but there is a lot of good competition on there. Yeah, I mean, going back to the Jericho thing, maybe you might have Jericho. They might want Jericho to have the belt going into Wrestle Kingdom. They've got two nights to sell out, and then have. Do you know what I mean? Someone try and take the belt off him. Oh, Carter, Ibushi. I'd love to see Ibushi against Jericho. But yeah, Dragon Lee Will Ospreay, Danny, is going to be great. Are we going to see Hiromu after this match? I think we are. Do you think so? Yep, I think I think Ospreay is going to win Hiromu. Maybe, actually, possibly make more sense Dragon Lee to win. Yeah, what and I was just Hir- about to say. Yeah. And then Hiromu come out, challenge him for the belt. Something, say it. Problem is, there's not really like a huge show, is there, coming up? You know, like I know there's the G1 or whatever, but yeah, yeah. So, I mean, G G1 finals normally a big show, and I think um, yeah, I suppose Kings of Pro Wrestling will be yeah, coming which up. Is like, so, yeah, that's that October though, isn't it? I, to be honest with you, I was just checking that. I think it is. Be honest. Yeah. I didn't know because when I was coming back off holiday last time, I booked my holiday about getting back for that. Um, right, so yeah, the card for Dominion is great. Check that out. So it's 8 a.m. Uh, UK time, Sunday morning. If you are not a subscriber to New Japan World, subscribe if you're worried. Do you know what I mean? If you're hearing all this New Japan, I'm thinking, oh, am I going to be able to do it? You have full English commentary available to you. The website is not the easiest to navigate, but... It is fine. It's the best time to sign up for New Japan World because we're at the start of the month. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I'd, just do it. Dominion is the second biggest show of the year. They always go all out, as you can see, by having six single matches on this card. Sign up to New Japan World and watch Dominion Sunday, 8 a.m. UK time, which I believe will be 3 a.m. Uh, for the, I don't know, the east side of America and then for the Pacific time, or whatever you want to call it, Northwest, whatever, the other side of America, I'm guessing that'll be midnight or 1am, possibly midnight, I think. So you midnight's not a bad time. Don't be complaining about midnight because there's people over here who've got to stay up till 3 in the morning to watch SmackDown to see Lars Sullivan do an interview. So, yeah. Shout out to some guy off Twitter, some poor bastard, I don't know if you're listening. He tweeted out Summit, Danny, and he put, all oh, these people are complaining about um, about the cards running late or whatever in America. I just stayed up till 3am to watch Lars Sullivan do an in-ring interview, so it made me <laughs> laugh. Um, yeah, so yeah, watch Dominion Sunday, huge show, I can't wait. We'll be back on Monday to review Dominion and Saudi Mania. Um, so, do you know what? I legit forgot what Saudi Mania was called. Um, the actual real name of the show, and I had to look it up about five minutes yeah. ago. They stole the Australian name, didn't they, from last year? Pretty much Super Showdown or whatever. Yeah. I, I like it. I've got to be honest, I like the name. Yeah, it's just a shame it's from Saudi Arabia because the crowd is shite. Anyway, so let's talk about WWE, Danny. NXT, <laughs> NXT Takeover from last Saturday night. Let's just start with this Mauro Ranello thing. You say Mauro Ranello is the best commentator in the business. I couldn't disagree more. I think it's terrible. I'm not wrong. In my opinion, he ruins matches for me. Well, I don't know how he ruins matches for you because he assists in the storytelling. Um, 
there's a criticism of Maranello that he takes away from the match and he builds himself, but he couldn't be further from the truth. He's taken you on, a, on an adventure with each television show and with each pay-per-view. Um, all the attention is fully focused on the um, on the rest, the, the, the little subtleties that are put in, um, whether it's a, a twist on a finishing move to impact more on the wrestler's identity, um, his genuine excitement level, and also the fact that he's called major world heavyweight title matches in wrestling in boxing and in mixed martial arts. He knows what he's doing. He's so good at it, in my opinion. Um, now, there's, let's be honest, it is a subjective matter again. But I think he is, he, he's the one I enjoy listening to the most. He keeps me involved in the show. Right. Well, Danny, yeah? He screams, Right. Which in Gargano, when you're watching Johnny Gargano call, yeah, I don't mind you going ape shit for the last few minutes, yeah. It means it means a lot when you're doing it. But when you go in ape shit for a pretty poor Tyler Breeze Velveteen Dream match, he's going ape oh, shit. I wouldn't, for I, wouldn't say, match. I wouldn't say it was pretty poor. I, I thought it was poor. I mean, it was better than Osprey versus um, Shingo. Mm. But Danny, honestly, it, it, I don't. I know, like you like him, yeah. But do you know what I mean? If someone's, I don't know. It reminds me of like, it reminds me of the guy in the pub who shouts over everything that you say to get his opinion across. He's shouting. It's two a.m. in the morning. I'm honestly, Danny. I'm going to be honest with you. I was watching the show live, yeah, and I turned off. I turned off because he was doing my head in. It was. I turned off um, just before the Basler match. Because I thought, seriously, this guy, I can't be listening to this. Obviously, I wasn't in a good mood Saturday to begin with. But he's screaming. I'm thinking it's Tyler Breeze versus Velveteen Dream. You don't need to scream like this is the best match ever. And it just, for me, it sums up the whole NXT thing. Everyone's going out there to try and have the greatest match of all time when it doesn't need to be that. People are kicking out of each other's finishes in every match. Every match. They was kicking out of finishes, Danny. People say, oh, that happens in New Japan. No, it doesn't. It might happen in the main event, yeah? But it doesn't happen in the undercard matches. They're kicking out of the finishes in every match. It's like a takeover starts, no matter what happens, it's going to be one of the best shows ever. Everyone's going to be like, oh, takeover's amazing. And it's like, I feel like the whole, it's like a pretend, like the crowd that, oh, this is amazing. The fans, this is amazing. Everything's got to be amazing because it's NXT and it's not WWE. I don't know. I feel like half the WWE fans, they've only watched WWE. If I'd only just watched, if I'd only watched WWE and I put NXT on, I'd probably be like, yeah, this is amazing. And don't get me wrong, it is very good. But there's little things, there's little things that... The, the opening match is great, Danny. Riddle v Strong is great. The main yeah. event is very good. I love that. I really like those two matches, yeah? Right, the three matches in between. Actually, I did like Baszler. Uh, I love the Baszler match. I'm going to be honest, but because that was a little bit different than the finisher kickouts bands, well, a little bit, not much. And then, but the Velveteen Dream match, the ladder match, it just craziness. It's like they're just trying to. Ah, uh, I don't know. They try to. I can, I can see where you're coming from. It's too laid out, Danny. Everything, honestly, I know that Gargano Cole match. Every spot. I can read it like a book. Whenever I go to these takeovers in America, yeah, I go to them and I'm thinking, it's all right. But I can tell such a big difference 
Like, yeah, there, there just is. all laid out. It's laid out. It is planned. It's not um, the wrestling that I like. And I, I think this, you, when you look at, the, at things like this, uh, and we, we spoke before, and the, the old thing was that you burn out the territory um, or burn out the storyline. And these guys seem to be dirt, burning out the pay-per-views or the, the takeovers because... You, you are right in what you're saying. Everyone's going out and wanting to have the the greatest match of all time, and not everyone can have the greatest match of all time. So you, you tend to find you get a lot of people who are repeating moves from um, matches previous. Everyone does a super kick. May as well become a punch now. Um, and obviously there's no builds, at, uh, and that's what you should have at a wrestling show. That's what... That's what we had at best of the Super Juniors. You had a build to a fantastic match. You had a, a great match, and then you had the announcements at the end, where he'd done his post-match it wasn't a press conference, but in ring segment. It builds in the way a wrestling event should. Now, there's something to be said for tearing up all the rules and going out like heretics, and you know maybe NXT are trying to do that. But it certainly doesn't come off that well. And as I said, as I said earlier as well, it, it doesn't look. It looks. It just looks like WWE because the production is that good and they don't make mistakes. The cameras and the the directors. And I'm not knocking for this. And then everyone is going out and trying to have this match, this the same greatest match ever. There's no. There's no time for a popcorn match, is there? Do you know what they're trying to do, Danny? They're trying to have the Triple H WrestleMania match in every match. Yeah, yeah. That's what they're trying to do. Obviously, a bit better than the Triple H WrestleMania matches. Well, a lot better. But do you but, know what I mean? They're having three... I've, I've, got, I've got to say that I enjoyed every match that I watched from the um, from the NXT card. But no, you, so you are right. I. There's no, there's so no pacing. We shouldn't complain, really. But as, as you say, there's there's... There should be that build-up and then an explosion at the end where you really enjoy the match. Yes! You know, and it isn't that. It's just like being on a a constant high and you can only go low after that, I suppose, can't you? There's no ups and downs in the the story of the pay-per-view or the story of the show. Yeah. For me, by the time Gargano Cole rolls its way around, I'm just like... I've seen all this. I've seen everyone kick out of each other's finishes. I've seen yeah. Mauro Ranello screaming for two hours. I know you like him, but I, I, I like him. He's a good commentator, but I just do think he needs to tone down on the, oh, and Tyler Breeze, Tyler Breeze. It's like, fucking hell. It's the second, third match on the show that I couldn't give a shit about. And you're trying to explain to me that it's an amazing match. Do you know, and they did a shot. Did you not hear the shot to AEW? Uh, Mauro goes, what did he say? He was like, NXT is the real alternative. And I just thought, you fucking bitter yeah. little bastards. No, I've already been told to say that. No, I didn't mean Mark. I, I mean, yeah. WWE. But it, one, if you're WWE as a whole, why are you saying you need an alternative to us? Yeah, I know. That's number one. Number two, it isn't an alternative. It is WWE produced logos, WWE trademarks everywhere. So it's not an alternative. It's it's a WWE product. It's like us coming out and saying two oh five live, the real alternative to uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's not you know. Yeah. See, my experience, Danny, is just that I've been to three takeovers. 
And I've walked out of every single takeover. And this is back when I didn't even really care about New Japan. I was a WWE guy. And I've come out of these takeovers. I'm like, yeah, it was good. And I'm watching everyone around me going, oh, my God, that was the best show ever. There's people like on the internet. Oh, my God, takeovers. I'm thinking, I was there live. It was all right. It was like this year. It, it was all right. It wasn't in the top three wrestling shows that I attended at WrestleMania weekend. It was just, uh, I don't know. I, I, I really, really don't know. I think we shouldn't, we shouldn't take the piss out of people that, 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 that come out genuinely happy. What I will say is, will this factor, there's going to be kids who've been brought up to on just WWE. They will then go to NXT and watch NXT and think, wow, as you said, this is brilliant. Look at these matches. Look at, look at this takeover. Is that then feeding more more wrestling fans to AEW and New Japan? Because sometimes this kid's going to find out about AEW or New Japan and they'll go and watch it. And so is this going to... I don't know. I, I think... I'm, I'm sorry to go on, but I think we're in a fantastic time in wrestling at the moment when we're complaining about that NXT show. Yeah. It, uh, it, I don't know. It's just... It, it, and there's something about NXT. I, I understand where you're listening. coming from. It's just not for me. And I can't put my... F- I want to like it. I, I, all I see is everyone loving it. And I think, why do I not love it? And I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is. But one thing I did love was Matt Riddle, Roderick Strong. This was the most non-WWE match I've seen <laughs> in WWE all year. They went out there. They just wrestled. They had a fight. Do you know what I mean? It wasn't complete finisher kickouts all the way yeah. through. Do you know what I mean? It was just, it was fast paced. It, it was just like a great indie match for me. I'll always watch NXT as long as Matt Riddle's in it. I think the guy's great. Bro. Yeah, it was a great match. Great match. But yeah. It was. And as I say, the Roderick Strong looked like he had, he was able to go out and perform in the way that he did with uh, ROH. He was able to throw his chops, backbreakers, and. Yeah, it was it was really cool. I, I actually enjoyed. I, I think I said to you, while I can see Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano was uh, was the better match, I was much more invested in this match. Um, so good, good on both guys. Now, see, I think Matt Riddle Strong was the better match. I'm more invested in it. I, I just think it was better. The problem with these Cole Gargano matches, yeah, half of the match is nothing. Both matches, the first half of the match has been nothing, yeah? And then, bang, they're straight into Canadian Destroyers on the outside. Oh, he's kicking out of whatever shitty finisher Gargano uses. And it's just like... Oh, How I don't dare know. you speak about the Gargano escape like that? Oh, no, I don't mind that. I don't know. What? Well, whatever. I, I can't be asked. Anyway, so yeah, it, <laughs> believe it or not, I enjoyed TakeOver. But yeah, um, <laughs> right, Danny, we will finish on the show. We will be watching in at the time of recording 11 hours time. Saudi mania, otherwise known <laughs> as Jeddah mania, otherwise known as WWE, Super Shake, Super Show, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> whatever they want to call it. It's always some super showdown. It's uh, uh, what is it? An event on par with WrestleMania. It's the greatest WrestleMania, the greatest Royal Rumble from the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. Danny, are we pumped up for this huge WrestleMania level? Like, I wonder if there'll be as many uh, 
fans travelling from all over the world to this WrestleMania 2 show. Keith Abe News just put on um, an article about you know, the, the ringside regulars, the guy in the green shirt. Yeah. He said, I wonder if they're going to be uh, making the trip over to Saudi Arabia. Yeah, I'll, I'll be honest with you, and this is my, this is me being a mark, but I know, and I am already looking forward to it. Um, and the reason I'm looking forward to it is not because of the matches. It's not because uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm looking, at, you know, at the 50 man battle royal, thinking that is going to be an eight star classic. It's not. I'm looking at it from the fact this is a huge event. It's being promoted as a huge event. It's going to be in a beautiful stadium, and the you know it, it's going to have a big event feel. I'm excited for Triple H, Randy Orton for the last time. The last time, thank the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I am looking forward to? I'm looking forward to Kofi Kingston, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, fucking hell, you killed the mood there. Are you looking forward to Kofi Kingston v Dolph Ziggler? Yeah, yeah, I really am. Um, I can't I... wait till Brock cashes in after that match. <laughs> Um, I, I, what do you think will be the more um, the, the best moments? Brock cashing in on uh, on Kofi Kingston or Baron Corbin finally ascending to his rightful place as the Universal Champion? Oh hell, Danny! Right, four months ago, I'd be doing a show on something like that, going disgraceful WWE shove Baron Corbin down our throats. Whereas now, I'm just past the point of caring whereas if Baron Corbin won the title. But anyway, I'll be cheering Baron Corbin on just because it'll, I don't know, it'll, it'll amuse me. Baron, <laughs> Co- Baron Corbin and Brock Lesnar leave Saudi Mania with the titles. They've flown Natalia and Alexa Bliss over there to, imagine if they don't have that match. Brock Lesnar wins the title. Baron Corbin wins the title. Clean over Seth Rollins in five minutes. Oh, I, I'd probably be up until 2am on Twitter. Oh. <laughs> It'd be amazing. But yeah, Saudi Mania tonight. Goldberg versus Undertaker. Apparently, they had a really good segment on SmackDown. Um, but in it, man, combined, they're over 100 years old. Um, yeah, I suppose. Uh, it, uh, it, I don't know. I, I, I'm quite looking forward to the match. I can't say I'm excited about it. But... So, I mean, I'm a, I, Danny... I'm just happy to be able to watch a WWE event at a decent time. Yeah, they, that, that that plays a big part in it as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Because you can actually sit and have a... Oh, I need to go with some more lager. Um, you can actually sit and have a beer or whatever you want to have. Probably have a little bit of food or a takeaway and just enjoy it like most normal people across uh, America do whenever they get their pay-per-view. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, it's like I'm, I'm seeing a little girl tonight and I was like, right, I'm going to have to leave about 45 minutes, an hour earlier than I normally do. I'm going to have to leave, get my seat ready for Saudi Arabia. I'll be sat there in my big comfy chair like those, uh, what are they called? Them people who sit on the front row. Have you seen them in them chairs? I'll leave the house of Saudi. Yeah, yeah, they sit there in them, those like chairs that they form. They firmly just spent like 30 quid on from Ikea. And uh, shoved in the front row. Brilliant. But yeah, Saudi media, everyone. <laughs> Have you got anything else to add on this spectacular? It's, it's just that it's just this the, the house of Saudi being seated on fucking thirty quid chairs from IKEA. That that that, that kind of amuses me greatly. Um, Who the hell is the house of Saab? I have no idea. I was trying to skip that point, but what the hell is the house of Saab? It's it's the royal family. It's the house of Saud, So. 
as in Saudi. Um, well, so like we just call them the royal family. Well, it's different. We, we most people call, or well, it's known to be called the House of Windsor um, for our queen. Um, so it, it's just what they call them in, in their country, you know. Lovely, lovely. A bit of Saudi Arabian heritage, a bit of culture from Saudi Arabia on this podcast for you right there. The House of Saudi. Um, oh, House of Saudi. <laughs> um, right. <laughs> right, so Dominion Sunday, Saudi Mania, the super shake-up showdown, spectacular <laughs> Friday night. Are we all ready for this big wrestling weekend? We will be back on Monday to review it. Danny, Get yourself back to sleep, ready for the I show tonight. Get yourself to the offy, across the offy. Get yourself across. You can be calling that woman mate behind the till as you're getting your 16 cans ready for Saudi mania. Yeah, that's it, everyone. Danny, we'll speak to you on Monday. Have a good day. You will indeed. See you later, mate. See you later. Thank you. I can't believe you prick swerved me with that fucking... It's not even funny, we had like a five minute conversation on that. <laughs> I know, I was trying to move you on. Danny, um, we could have easily was... had the worst <laughs> podcast ever. Because I was in a bad mood when you said Shingle Osprey and shit. What were you trying... Why did you tell me that? Well, you were annoying me last night, I've got to be honest with you. You were really, really annoying me. What, by um, trying to cheer you up that England had got knocked out? Yeah, you, you really... Yeah, I... The, the the reason you were trying to cheer me up was by constantly mentioning Liverpool. And I'm just like, are oh, you, you, kid? Fucking hell. Um, so, yeah, I just thought, well, I'll, I'll say this to annoy him. And then when I spoke to you this morning, um, I was actually struggling for things to say bad about the match. So I just made up some vague shit. Yeah, when you said I was like, Danny, there was people crying in the front row when you said no one was emotionally invested. And you was like, yeah, they cry all the time in Japan. I thought, what's he on about? <laughs> Honestly, I was literally, I was that annoyed because I was like, I just woke up myself. I thought, I feel like telling him to fuck off. I'll do it on my own. I was going to oh. like have Osprey. I was going to have the commentary from the match open the show with Osprey's theme. And I thought I was planning on doing that. And then Danny's like, man, it was all right. 